Hello and welcome to The Den of Inquiry, a podcast for 9 to 12-year-olds that gets kids talking about democracy. My name's Miranda Duffy and I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Carrot. And Sir Nincompoop. And we've got our studio audience, Woof, who tends to sleep all the way through and snore. So we've already established in the poem Bumfight that we need a government. If not, life is nasty, brutish and short. So today we've got a big question, and it is, what is the difference between a democracy and a dictatorship? So we're going to read now a poem called, If You Have a Voice, You Have a Choice. Rather gives it away, a bit of a spoiler. And it's a narrative poem. And Carrot, would you like to start it, please? Sure. They snatched my ball. A joke, they said, then laughed out loud at me. Loser, was shouted in my ear. His face pressed close so I could hear. Back off, or else, said he. They could have asked to use my ball. It's fine, just give it back. But I'm the biggest, I'm the best. I'm the one with the hairy chest. Fist clenched, were poised to whack. What's up? Although I knew the power game was at work. It's ours now. Wait, that ball is mine. I tried to laugh to buy some time. At this they went berserk. Enough of this. You get right here. The head has seen it all. What's five of you against one lad? His fault, they said. Then she was mad. You give him back his ball. But I don't want to live like that, to live my life in fear. What gift is theirs to act that way? I want to have the right to say... Let's try a new idea. Well done, beautifully read. Are there any words that you didn't understand in there? Poise. I didn't really understand that, but um, oh, wow. in the context, I think um, it's positioned. Well done. Good. I don't understand. Does, like, poised whack mean, like... Whack. So when you're poised to whack, you've got your fist clenched and you're about to thump somebody. Like this. Yeah, so you're ready to go. Why do you think that is called a narrative poem? Why is that a type of narrative poem? Because it's like a story. It tells a story. Well, that's it, really. But let's now think now about the questions of the poem. If you read this poem at school without knowing that you'd be discussing it in the den, what would you think it was about? I think it would be about uh, a bunch of bullies in the playground um, taking things that aren't theirs because they want to and and then uh, the person that's being stolen from, they are irritated and then they can't do anything about it unless, like, the head comes along. I would probably think, because, like, it'd probably be on, you know, like, every day probably there's, like, a week when you do cyberbullying or there'd been some bullying around and they want people to teach them not to. Right. Okay, good. So, Sunninkampoop, let's take this stanza and break it down up to the point where they went, where that they went berserk. They snatched my ball, a joke they said, then laughed out loud at me. Loser was shouted in my ear, his face pressed close so I could hear. Back off or else, said he. They could have asked to use my ball. It's fine, just give it back. But I'm the biggest, I'm the best. I'm the one with a hairy chest. Fists clenched. They were poised to whack. What's up? I asked, although I knew the power game at work. It's ours now. Wait. 
the ball is mine. I tried to laugh to buy some time at this. They went berserk. Well done. So let's stop there for a second and ask some questions and break it down. How would you feel if you were the person who had something and realised that there were people who wanted to take it away from you because for the fun of it? I'd be quite irritated because um, it's not theirs, so they don't have any right to take it. If they want it, then they can go get one for themselves. So why do you think they don't do that? What is this power game at work? Um, when they go, I'm more powerful than you because I'm bigger and I'm stronger, then that gives them the impression that they think they can do what they want. Like, they might decide to go to the gym a lot and get really puffed up, and then just because of that, they think they can be buddy people. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they even want the ball? No, I just think they don't like... He's probably much littler than them or she, and they, they just want to do something mean. Let's go on to the final two stanzas. If you could please read those and then can poop. OK. Enough of this. You get right here. The head had seen it all. What five of you against one lad? His fault, they said. Then she was mad. You give him back his ball. But I don't want to live like that, to live my life in fear. What gift is theirs to act that way? I want to have the right to say, let's try a new idea. Beautifully read, well done. What would have happened if the head hadn't seen this incident and hadn't intervened or hadn't been there at all? Well, then it would have gone on, because he can't really do anything about it, which is why he says... But I don't want to live like that, to live my life in fear, because it's like he has to be saved by someone else to stop the bullies, and he he doesn't want to have to have it that way. He wants to say, Oi, that ball's mine, give it back, and for the ball to be given back. That's right, so what kind of bigger threat does the head represent? Shapes bullies. Right, and what could, sure. what could the head do about the bullies? Why are they scared of her? Because they immediately stop what she they're doing. She might have been in the army because, um, well, in her early years. Do you think so? But as has been said, the power games at work, uh, she's in a position that's higher than they are, so, um, so what she says goes. Well done. In the final stanza, you said, I don't want to live my life that I, to live my life in fear. What gift is theirs to act that way? What gift are they assuming, or what kind of gift? What do you think I mean by that? I feel like you mean by, like, just because they're bigger than other kids, they can just think they can do whatever they want on and, like, be mean and just don't care about others. So they're just assuming that they can do this and just yeah. taking the right in order to do it because no one's given it to them. And do you think it's unreasonable to say, look, that's not working, let's try something else? Yeah, I think that is reasonable because um, if it's not going to work, then for some people where it does work for others, why not make it so it works for everyone? So instead of them snatching the ball, they can just ask and then it works for him and it works for them. So why don't you think that suggesting, let's try a new idea, would even be allowed by the bullies? Why do you think they wouldn't want to let that happen? 
because they want to be more powerful so and that tough. they can so that they can do what they like basically and people can't go no i don't i don't like the idea of that and like other people can be like scared of them and such well done this is going back to the title of the poem isn't it if you have a voice you have a choice and we use that term, voice, in terms of a political voice, that right to say, hold on a second, this isn't working, we could do something else. And this is what people who are the bullies would not want you to do because perfectly reasonable. And other people might say, yeah, look, that's a much better idea. Let's do it that way instead of living in fear. But there are many countries in the world where, unfortunately, you don't have a right of a political voice. So do you know what these kind of governments are called? Dictatorships. Great. Do you know any other words? No, not really. Well, that's a good one to start with. So it could be autocracies, absolute rulers, totalitarian states. And all of these countries have governments where you don't have the right to say, hold on, let's try something new, let's be reasonable. Too few people have got too much. So in this country, we live in a democracy. What are our channels of our political voice? What could we do if we wanted to say, as citizens of the UK, that's not working, let's try a new idea? Um, we can vote or we can make a protest right to Parliament. Uh, we can, and we can set up a petition. You could get like, you get like lots of people and then like everyone like has signs and such and you're like, that's protesting. Oh. <laughs> that's right. I imagine you'd have quite a lot of fun on one of those. <laughs> that's really good. So there's a really good suggestion. So these are ways that in a democracy we have the right to say, let's try a new idea. So we can write to our member of parliament. We can visit our member of parliament. We can petition parliament, can't we? To say, and if we get enough signatures then we have the right to have it considered for a debate. And we can use social media to campaign on issues, and even we have the right to protest, the right to assembly. So all these are ways, and these are of expressing our political voice. And remember in the poem, Democracy Rocks, one of the final lines is, you know, democracy rocks a political voice. And that change brings hope. That's one. <laughs> Glad you remember it. In a democracy... What is the gift that we give to our government? We give them power to make decisions for everybody else because um, we choose them as a representative uh, of the country because we trust that they are going to make the right decision and they're not going to be the bullies on the playground. Well, that's right. I think that's spot on. Well done. So we say to our government in a democracy, we gift you, we agree but we give you this right to govern us, but terms and conditions apply. And one of them is to listen to us, that we can affect a change. And then when we think you've got something wrong, we have the right to stand up and say, please account for your actions. And that is a cornerstone of a democracy, a real democracy, that the citizens have the right to freedom of expression, to protest, to assemble, speech, and that we can do something about it when our government lets us down or makes a mistake. Let's think about connecting this to the bigger picture. If the playground were a country, does it make you think of any, this poem, make you think of any recent news stories that we've had over the summer? Not really. Maybe Double vaccinating. Afga maybe Afghanistan, because they're being ruled by the Taliban now, but people don't really know if they're going to be like, because they made lots of promises, but people don't know if then they're just saying it to make them seem like the nice guy, or if they really mean it. Well, there's a great deal of uncertainty, isn't there? And they certainly have replaced the democracy that did exist there. 
So, Carrot, well done. I must admit, I did have that in mind when I wrote this poem. And over the summer, we've seen some terrible scenes of people being very, very frightened as their democracy has been deposed. It has been taken over by people with guns. And we will have to wait to see what happens next. You've done really well, and I think you've pretty much nailed this. I'm going to read the poem so you can pause it and talk about it at home. So think, why is it called a narrative poem? What story is contained? What would happen if the head hadn't been there? And what kind of democratic rights for your political voice have you used or would you like to use in the future? So this is a poem by me, Miranda Duffy, called If You Have a Voice, You Have a Choice. They snatched my ball. A joke, they said, then laughed out loud at me. Loser, was shouted in my ear, his face pressed close so I could hear. Back off, or else, said he. They could have asked to use my ball. It's fine, just give it back. But I'm the biggest, I'm the best, I'm the one with the hairy chest. Fists clenched were poised to whack. What's up? I asked, although I knew the power game at work. It's ours now. Wait, that ball is mine. I tried to laugh to buy some time. At this they went berserk. Enough of this. You get right here. The head had seen it all. What's five of you against one lad? His fault, they said. Then she went mad. You give him back his ball. But I don't want to live like that, to live my life in fear. What gift is theirs to act that way? I want to have the right to say, let's try a new idea. And I hope that you've enjoyed that at home. Please follow us on Twitter at rollickingp, rollickingpolitics.com. And for copies of the poems and lesson plans for ages 9 to 12, then please visit democracyclassroom.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Rollicking Politics is part of Gone to the Dogs Productions Limited. For more information, see rollickingpolitics.co.uk or on Twitter and Facebook at rollickingp or search for the showreel of our theatre production. Rocks, spelt R-O-X. Paper and the Scissors on YouTube. Music by Jamie Valentine.